You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Oz Network for our. Well, I was going to say final episode, but we still technically have a recap episode that Colin told me about. So I don't know if we have a final episode, but our last uh, official episode to cover of this Total Drum Island series, 27 episodes later, uh, plus bonus episodes that we've released. uh, We're finally at the end of this. I can't believe we started this. We started this (laughs) pre-quarantine. Here we are well after... uh, I can't believe we're at the end, but it's so exciting to be at the end and finally move on to total drama action and get progressing through this show. I'm just excited to get through this episode because I think it was a quite an interesting episode to get through. Uh, I'm your host, Rossi, and I didn't think of a line. Um, and I'm your host. Oh, I'm not your host. <laughs> uh, <laughs> plot twist. Uh, I'm Jared, and ooh, it's a flying case. Yeah, I didn't have any quotes. That's sad. And you had don't know the episode and had a quote. Yeah, I feel like it, it wasn't like a, I like I love the episode, but it's not super quotable. My name is now R Scope. <laughs> Should we go by R Scope and J Scope for this episode? <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. All right. This episode was so fun. I forgot how good it was. Do you feel the same? Am I alone? No, I feel like this may be my favorite episode of the entire season. So much better than the the actual finale. Uh, I love that everybody's there. I feel like everybody has amazing moments. I love the the split of these like groups. Um, cause you have, you have the people who you expect to be together, but even more so, I think the best moments come from these really odd, uh, groupings, more so of like the minor characters. Um, and just everything, it's just, it's crazy. It's so classic total drama with the, with the way everything, uh, pans out and, um, great animal moments as well. I think Chef and Chris are amazing throughout as well, just watching behind the scenes. I think it's really good from start to finish. Okay, I was going to say the same thing, but I didn't know. It's like, maybe I'm being hyperbolic. Maybe I'm like, this can't be the best episode of the season, but I was tempted to say that this was my favorite episode of the season. Like, it was just so good. Everything worked so well. Um, I unfortunately couldn't find, I wanted to try and find the alternate version of this episode. Uh, It doesn't seem to be as readily available as the other episode was, but not that there's too much difference in those episodes, but everything was so good. The pairings that you were talking about, that was like one of the highlights of the entire episode, all these odd pairings Mm. and everything from the classic parodies that they were doing of like hunting for a million dollars, but like the total drama Island twists on everything. Like the fact that there's the fake wall that Courtney runs into and there's like a, a fast food joint there and just everything. It was so perfect. And every character was like, on like peak form it was just perfect all around like everything was just so good 
I think too, like, I, like I'm not sure if it's the the longest episode of the season, but like, it's a really long episode, and it did not feel like it felt like it just flew by. Yeah, I was shocked to learn that this was an, like an hour, essentially an hour of television mm-hmm. that we were going to be talking about because I had kind of watched it late and before recording this. But yeah, I was surprised. I was like, oh, it's going to be another twenty minute episode, but no, it wasn't like an hour t- of television. Um, maybe some of it, like, do we really need like? 10 minutes of them at the the loser's lodge but still, either way it was still really great to have all of these like sort of moments and 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 everything and all the characters kind of being in their own element and, and doing their own thing and kind of relying on what we know them to be it was just really enjoyable to have you know everyone back again because i think that's what we loved about the uh jury elimination episode mm-hmm. it's like everyone's back and like we have to enjoy these characters again like this was that like on tenfold yeah absolutely uh like so the episode itself had started it was so weird to see like all these different people hanging out like katie and sadie were with justin in the pool and you know cody was playing frisbee with tyler and he was eating a hundred marshmallows at the at the buffet but then she throws up on the the steak and the, the grill of and this kind of cements the Owen Izzy relationship in my mind, just because like they finally click on something like food and gross humor, mm. um, and then just everything else that was happening. Like Lindsay was obsessed with going home and being with her besties, and then we saw Gwen's friends in the weirdest cameo. Of- <laughs> Gwen's friends are amazing. What were their names? Do you have them? Uh, I- I wish I had them written down. Definitely was like, oh, I don't know. They're, they're just they're just so good. And I love the bit where, um, you know, Tyler and Cody are throwing the frisbee back, and then somehow Tyler gets knocked into the pool, and then DJ goes to rescue him. But when they come back out out of the water, it's Tyler who's carrying DJ out, rescuing him. Just so many great character moments like this like scattered throughout the episode uh, okay I pulled them up it was Marilyn uh, Marilyn, Pixie Corpse and Reaper we're Gwen's fresh great names <laughs> and I just love how like you, you have LaShauna and Trent and they're just so uh, concerned and they're like oh, I don't know if we want to meet them <laughs> oh um Big news. We got closure on the Lashana Harold relationship. Oh, but it was sad. But, but I do love, I love when he's, he's posing for her and she's like, oh, you've been working out. I can tell. Like, it's so funny. He's such a skinny white guy. And it's just, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. It's sad that they uh, had this part ways, but maybe we'll skip more continued coverage next season as they're, spoiler alert, both coming back. Yeah, maybe the writers figured out, hey, this this really came out of uh, nowhere. Let's um, let's wreck on it and and work on it again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's just not not as much uh, action in the beginning of this episode with with kind of the character developments. It's just sort of them relaxing and everything. We see what some of them have been up to since we last saw them competing, but not too much. Um, then essentially the crux of the episode is Chris comes and says he's got a million dollars for them. But like the catch is that Owen or the winner, I guess, depending on whatever you watched, 
will have to give up their 100,000 to compete. Everyone get a chance to compete for 1 million. From what I saw, Owen readily gives it up. Um, apparently in the other version, Gwen refuses. And then Chris immediately says, well, you signed the fine print, so too bad we can do this anyway. And so either way, they get to have to compete for this million dollars. Uh, my favorite part was when they rolled out the million dollar check. <laughs> it was just so big. <laughs> it's so good because it's so true. Like novelty checks are just like ridiculous. And, and the fact that they've taken the Mickey out of it and just made it this, this massive, like 10 story building size check uh, is amazing. And the way it just like, it comes into screen as well. Um, so good. Yeah, it's unreasonably sized. Like you, you said this before when we saw the hundred thousand dollar check. Like they're so ridiculous, and then this just like total drum island twists how ridiculous it is. And sort of everyone was giving Chris a little bit of like pushback because everyone was like, "Yeah, right. Like you're going to give us a million dollars and and everything." That was the only really weird part of the episode for me. Did that catch you? Was that you weird to you, or do you not remember that? Yeah, no, I feel like they've, like, they've done, like, worse things. Like, the pushback I get, like, they're, they're, they've been out there. I suppose they they feel like the show's finally over. But of all the, like, absurd, crazy things they've had to do out there and disgusting things, like, surely a, a treasure hunt for a million dollars is uh, definitely one of the tamest things and easiest things they have to do to get that money. Yeah, I, I, it just seemed really weird to me. I mean, I get being tortured for what eight weeks or whatever however many long weeks that they were there would be enough to be like i'm just done but at the same time it's a million dollars so eventually everyone starts to go uh at the beginning they all kind of dog pile on each other for some reason they all get caught up in each other and, and this is when beth gives the great suggestion of all of us work together and split the million 22 ways classic beth or sorry classic bell yeah, heavy. I feel like heavy Bell episode, heavy everybody episode. I think that's was the great thing about this is how evenly things were split screen time wise. Um, massive characters didn't hog it, and and these background characters really came into their own. Yeah, it was very much an even playing field, which I guess mirrors what they were doing, each competing for one million dollars. But like, yeah, it was just worked so well, and sort of the edgic of it all was pretty consistent. I don't know what mm-hmm. this would be a very odd edgic episode. <laughs> but yeah, everyone was kind of on the same playing field. Everyone sort of had the same amount of screen time and I know no one was shadow overshadowed by any other group. You know, no one was, you know, left out. You know, it just had that perfect di- those great dynamics that we love so much about like these strange pairings. Um but we have to get to these pairings because they're probably the highlight of the episode. So I'll run through them all, and then you can give me your thoughts on whoever you really enjoyed or didn't enjoy. So um, we obviously have Courtney and Duncan. We have Lindsay, Beth, and Ezekiel. We have the guys group of DJ Owen, Tyler, and Cody. We have the trio of Lashana, Gwen, and Trent. The other trio of Katie, Sadie, and Justin. We have, obviously, Bridget and Jeff. We have another trio of Noah, Eva, and Izzy slash Escope. And then last but not least, we have Harold and Heather. Who stood out to you? Who was your favorite? I mean, 
I definitely love the, the more unconventional pairings. I think Bridget and Jeff, like, they, they don't really give uh, much this episode. They're all over each other. Um, I feel like it's it's pretty, like, lazy on the part, and, like, their, like, relationship, I'm just completely over it. Um, but I suppose it's kind of the one uh, functional relationship we really got out of the show. Um I love Katie, Sadie, and, and Justin. I think they have so many memorable moments throughout. I love that Justin's just using them, but he can't stand them. Um, who else? Um, I think the dynamic between Izzy, Noah, and Eva is really fun because I feel like Eva is almost, like, jealous of Izzy. Like, we talked about at the start how, like, she gets, like, shown up in this marshmallow-eating competition uh, and then throughout, like, Izzy's just doing all this stuff, and Eva's obviously meant to be this uh, brawny athletic person, but she's really struggling. Um, and then Heather and Harold is great, because I love, like, the manipulation by Heather throughout the episode. The fact that Harold's her only option, like, she goes up to so many teams and asks to, like, join and and is being like, manipulative again, um, which is really fun. And then other than that, I mean, Duncan and Courtney are great. Um, as a pairing, I think they're kind of like the, the best couple from the show, apart from uh, LaShawna and Harold, but they don't really count. Um, and then it's nice to have Lindsay and Beth back together. Uh, and I feel like the Ezekiel uh, just being like tagged onto that group, I feel like wherever he went, he was just going to be tagged on, so, so I may as well just put him with those two. Yeah, I love that trio. It was just so fun, because they seem to be so out of the whole thing. Like, when at the end, like when they're in the bathroom, like why are they in the bathroom? Like I get that they have to go to the bathroom every now and then, but like it was just like you're not running for the million. And like when they find the case hanging in the tree, and Ezekiel's like, uh, "Isn't that?" And they're like, "We're talking." Just like their trio was just really unexpectedly fun. Like you said, the predictable ones were like, "Yeah, we knew that coming." Like Lashana, Gwen, and Trent didn't contribute anything overly new. Uh, Jeff and Bridget, same thing. I, yeah, the Harold and Heather, like, so opposite, so perfect as a pairing. And the development of their characters in this episode is probably the most out of anyone. And it was crazy that we got what we got out of them. I'm, mm. I'm grateful for the episode, but it was just so unexpected. Uh, not only was their pairing, but, like, their, their dynamics and everything that was going on. It was, just, it was weird um, in, in the best possible way. And then, yeah, obviously, Katie and Sadie not just uh, leaving each other. But, like, with Justin, it was so good. And then, like, when he ditches them in the cave and they're just, like, talking about, do you think he goes number two? Like, uh. <laughs> okay, you know what? <laughs> I really, really have to go to the bathroom. Um, why don't you two go wait in the cave so I can have some privacy? sweetest? Oh, I know. The other guys would have totally gone number two right in front of us. You don't think Justin goes number two, do you? Of course not. <laughs> Just so good. Yeah, really uh, a great kind of dynamics. And, and even the, and they sort of balance out like super big characters with not super big characters. Like in the all guys group, you have like Owen with like Tyler, who we don't really know much from, but, like, all of them are equals. It just worked so well. 
Yeah, I think you, you've hit the nail on the head. Like, Owen could have definitely, like, overpowered the dynamic of those other people who he's with. Um, and he does drive, I think, a lot of the plot. But then you have these great moments, like uh, Tyler trying to get the briefcase out of the tree, like, three or four times, and, like, them each time, like, cheering him on a little bit less enthusiastically. Um I just love the moment when, like, it's, like, the bright idea to just tie all themselves together so, to make sure that nobody runs away is is so, like, it's just so stupid, but it's something you could see happening. Uh, and then Cody has, like, really great, like, moments throughout the episode with, like, him tricking Justin later down the line. And I feel like he's, like, the real uh, strategist of, of the group who's really trying to make sure that they have a chance to win the million. Yeah, every everyone was on their A game this this episode and, and these pairings really unexpectedly brought that out. So like they're hunting, obviously we I loved our little montage where everyone was running around a little bit and we got the theme song playing. That was just like a little like fun moment to have the theme song back in our lives, albeit instrumental. Uh but it was just a great thing to have that and then you sort of get this montage and then Chris is like, all right, no one's found it yet. So I'll give you a hint. And it's like hanging around. And obviously long story short, it's in the tree. Lindsay Tyler or Lindsay, Lindsay, Beth and Ezekiel pass it. Um, And then Jeff and Bridget come by and they just make out under it. And then they leave. Uh, But the best part of this is like, Chris is watching in the helicopter and he's like, are you kidding me? (laughs) And Chef being, like, the third eye and, like, watching from the backgrounds is probably some of, like, some unexpected highlights of the episode. Even though we've seen this before, like, in that sort of, like, killer, you know, episode, I I don't even know what to call it, the Halloween-y episode. Like, we've seen this before, but it was, like, extra good this episode. Yeah, just, it's such a simple idea uh, for a challenge and, and having, like, uh, Chris and Chef like backseating and commentating the whole thing um, but it just works so well and I love like how the hints are like really easy and like on the like it's not like anybody gets confused by like the hints they're so like straightforward but still you have all this drama revolving around them not being able to find it or stupidly passing it and not being able to figure how to get it out of the tree like it, there's just a lot of drama that revolves around all these really simple plot points. Yeah, and, like, when the 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 guys come, and like, I don't think we got a Chris reaction from this, but, like, Tyler, like you said, Tyler going up the tree several times, and, like, each time it's just getting less and less enthusiastic from the team and everything. It was just so good, and then their whole debate about whether or not they should, you know, let Owen have it, like, how do, like, how do we know he's not going to take it alone and he's going to have a million uh and the tying themselves up it was just so good like and then obviously um the grossest owen uh had to go to the bathroom and um yeah uh the heather and harold steal the case and then harold builds heather this like escape paraglider which disintegrates immediately after taking flight just like a perfect instance of like Heather like outsmarting someone else, but like Harold's inability to do anything like outsmarting her. It was just so enjoyable. This sort of like 
at this point of the episode where like the case was just traveling from person to person to person it was just a, a really enjoyable sequence of events yeah i love that you like you said the case like propels like the action of like who we're going to see and, and and where it's going to end up and i feel like they like the writers did a great job here with harold like it's that moment again of him like having these random skills but then it's like everything is like oh is he going to be secretly amazing at this like the beatboxing or is he going to be like terrible at this like you just never know and I feel throughout the episode they we kind of get like a bit of both like he steals the case and is amazing then he builds the hang glider and it's terrible and breaks next thing you know he's kayaking uh down the river like it's that back and forth of all these like specific skills and all just these random things he's picked up in all these classes and like ninja lessons that he's done um which is just really fun yeah like everyone's skills and everyone's uh attributes are really coming into shape uh at this and then at this point heather gets stuck in the dam the beaver dam again or not again but we see the beaver dam again heather's trapped in it and i love the bit where Trent and company come up and they're like, should we help her? And they just laugh about it. And then the case, we get another Chris clue. The case is wet. Which is just like, I guess less obvious. Like it's, it's in water, but where? Um, eventually, uh, Lindsay's master strategy is to stand by the water and see if it comes by, uh, which works. Uh, for a few seconds as, you know, Duncan and Courtney, they end up stealing it. And then Duncan gets into a tussle with an alligator or a crocodile. I'm not sure. Or alligator. Cause he says, why are alligators in Muskoka? Um, yeah, just great. This case traveling sequence is just like you said, continuing the drama. Yeah. It's just so good. I like, I love the alligator get a bit too how we get like the the chef like cut back to like chris being like did like are you somehow like responsible for this um and i love too how we didn't go like i really thought when the case was floating in the river towards Lindsay and beth that we were going to get another like same moment again of them talking and missing it i'm glad that like we didn't just go like for the easy joke like this time they get it and then courtney like reels it off them and then we get the oh it's a flying case from from Lindsay, which is great um and and I love their discussion too of how, like how they're gonna like spend the money, and she's like, <laughs> when like, Beth first off like breaks it down to the like three hundred and thirty three thousand three hundred and thirty three dollars and thirty three cents is great, and then Lindsay with her like, is that enough to buy a country in Ezekiel or maybe a small one? And then she's like, oh, France is small. I'm gonna be the queen of France. Like it's so good and classic, Lindsay. I completely forgot about that. And she's like, I'm going to be the queen of France. I don't know if that was here, but earlier, or like it's up later in the episode, but that was just like my favorite thing. And she's like, I'm going to be queen of France. And after, you know, Duncan rescues the case, we get the thing where he's like so tough and macho after defeating the alligator, but then he like trips on a rock and then like breaks his ankle or something. And then at this point, like Courtney's like, well, you're going to slow me down. So she ditches him. But in instant karma, like, it's landed on by Izzy, or E-Scope, who then gets the case. Like, another instance of this case just switching into another person's hands. Only for it to go into Justin's hands later on as he, like, uses his powers to, like, persuade them. Um, and Izzy and Eva both fall for the charms and give him the case voluntarily. 
Yeah, it's just, like, the quick changes are, are so good. The fact that, like, it's really anybody's game. Um, and I just, I love the uh, Duncan tripping moment because, like, it reminds me of um, <laughs> earlier in the season when Jeff gets, like, the splinter or whatever it is, and I'm just in my head the whole time. I'm thinking, like, Courtney's leaving him behind because he's horribly disfigured. Um it's just, it's such a fun moment. And I love, too, the fact that, like, we get so many instances of, like, the players being paranoid that they're going to get left behind and then them, like, being, like, oh, self-serving, like, I could get all this money for myself. We see that with, like, Duncan and Courtney. And then earlier we see it with, like, Harold, uh, Harold and Heather. Um, so I just think it's, it's really smart and, and fun to see these uh, alliances kind of forming and breaking and reforming throughout the episode. Yeah, and that every like one thing that I really loved is that almost everybody gets a hand on the case at some point, or like every group has a case, like gets the case at one point. Like that was just like an unexpected highlight for me. Like it's not like hogged by one person or one character or like a few hot shots or big big names. Yeah, I and, like that as well. I think it's really clever. So, I don't know what you wanted to say or if you wanted to say. Anyway, Colin's here. Hello. Hi. <laughs> I am coming to you live from my 2017 Dodge Caravan, uh, which I will now name Bald Heather. <laughs> so if you hear noise in the background or a crash, it's just bad Winnipeg drivers. Um, I'm glad we're actually up to the Justin thing, because when this episode started... Uh, I, I, well, going in from, I guess, the past episodes, I think I even mentioned, like, you know, Justin, it was like the, the, the gimmick of, oh, okay, well, Justin's so hot or whatever. You know, it was this good joke that you know, played out over the course of the season. And I think they even mentioned the fact they never talked. And when he got the briefcase and went, uh, maybe even it was before that, he was talking constantly. And I'm, I actually noted, I'm like, this is the most Justin's ever talked. Is he going to win this thing? And I was 100% convinced that just because we were hearing Justin talk for the first time that he was going to win this. Um, at the same time, even though he doesn't technically win it, uh, going back to last week where we were mentioning, you know, Owen, it wasn't even necessarily just that it was the same joke played over and over again. It, it was maybe just the excessiveness of the same joke played over and over again. Because I think I even made the comparison that, you know, Gwen is sort of just the same gimmick with her character. It's just done in smaller doses. I can tell you after one episode of Justin talking, I am already so sick of this character. <laughs> how, how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> From hot shirtless guy who barely speaks to overused character in one episode. But if the purpose was to convince us that he was going to win, I don't know, maybe I, you, you guys tell me, maybe am I alone in at least my first watch of this thinking, well, Justin's getting way too much screen time for a sort of minor character. He has to be the winner. I would say Justin was maybe the one character out of all of them that got more than they would have. I don't know. It's hard to say because Jared and I have praised the fact that, like, everyone had their moment, but not in a sort of, like, this is my time to shine. Like, everyone sort of had their characters. Everyone had their own, you know, storylines. Everyone was, like, it was, like, an even playing field for everyone in that way. Like, no one was hogging the light. No one was hogging the episode. But I 
saying is like Justin is the one that's like the the ratio of what it was to what it is it was the biggest yeah, like change out of anyone. Yeah. And maybe it's just that I'm not used to his character, so it was just caught me so off guard that he got so much screen time. But I, I don't really find him to be as humorous when you stray away from that one joke of his that's just done in moderation. Well, you have another season to um, <laughs> to enjoy him. Well, well, I guess another thought that I had on this episode, uh, in, in case, because I'll probably only have about five, ten minutes here before I get to work, but um, I I love this episode, but I loved it enough that it actually has me more down on the previous technical finale, because I think really what they should have done is they should have made this let's say a three-part finale and again maybe they were going for the surprise of especially the title last episode ever really the previous week to this one but this sort of predates internet just having all spoilers out there i'm not even just talking spoilers as far as stories but people knowing okay this is the final episode this isn't the final episode so at the time this aired i can imagine it probably would have been confusing because the previous episode had a definitive ending and we even sort of mocked the just the cheesy thing of throw Chris in the lake. So to jump into this one, I can imagine back in 2007, 2008, whenever this aired, there were probably a lot of people who, who didn't follow this online, didn't know that that wasn't the last episode. And I, w- I would love to know what the hit the ratings took because it felt like that was a previous, uh, the previous episode was a clear finale. And then you have this, but I think if they had done this as a three part finale, I would have liked it even more. Uh, and you could have done, you know, uh, this is the finale and then a to be continued at the end even if you don't reveal what the next one is and I think I would have liked the previous one a lot more in retrospect if I had known this because as soon as I got into this I loved that there was a gimmick of we're giving away another million and then the way that this ends is the tease for next season so brilliant but it spoiled the actual finale where the winner was revealed yeah I think Jared was on you know, on that same wavelength before. I, I don't remember what you had said, Jared. Maybe you can... Yeah, I think so. But I think in, like, the original, like... I in Australia, when you said it was all, like, back-to-back. But I think originally, when the show was first airing in Canada, I don't think this episode came, like, straight after the finale. It looks like uh, the finale aired, aired in January, and this episode aired in... Uh, November when when originally aired. So this like probably wasn't conceived at the time. It was based on the success of the first season that they made this. So really, when you think of it coming like uh, eight, nine, ten months later down the track, then I think it's it probably doesn't detract from the finale as much because it really is just to set up. Um, the next season but I agree like watching them back to back I was just like blown away by how much better this is I think this is a great episode by itself but I think with the finale in mind it just makes it even better by comparison yeah yeah I definitely like this as a back to back thing if they had known that and and again you know I can give credit to them for having not planned that if you look at the gap of January November it's likely that this show was probably coming close to the end of the first season before they even knew they were renewed for a second season. They sort of said, okay, let's put this together. And, uh, yeah, yeah I, I think some, some some of it can be forgiven now. <laughs> so, it feels more like uh, 
episode zero for season two, then it feels like mm. the last episode of season one in a weird way. And maybe that's probably what it had to do with in terms of the airing. I don't, I don't know what, I guess they only considered it season one because it's all the people from season one. Um, like that's yeah. what it feels like to me now that we've talked about it. I think lengthwise too, like we mentioned earlier, like the fact that it's such a long episode, it does really feel like a self-contained special uh, that is like bridging the gap between seasons and doesn't really fit into to either 100%. And, and this does take place, I didn't miss it, but uh, I think this does take place literally after they hand Owen the check, right? Like this isn't like, oh, we're coming together, you know, six months later, maybe it was a day later or something, but did they say that in the episode, how soon it was? It seemed right away, yeah. I mean, relatively right away, so. Yeah, I can't imagine, well, it wouldn't be outside the scope of uh, Chris's plans, but the fact that they've been <laughs> hanging at, like, at Ponderosa for, like, yeah. eight months <laughs> just waiting to go <laughs> home. Yeah, I, I, I think that it's pretty current after what just happened. Before I leave, just sort of thought on this leading into the next season, uh, I sort of thought before we did this episode that this would be more of a let's set up what the next season is you know I was pleasantly surprised when I realized that this was literally going to lead into the next season but feel free to spoil it for me or not but they say the game starts right now total drama action does that take place like on the same island because I've sort of wondered with all these future seasons how much of it is themed uh, as the survivor theme, or do they sort of bridge out into other ones? So is at least total drama action still an island setting, or is it something completely different, even though it will literally take place minutes later? It is, like, 100% different. Okay. <laughs> right, Terrence, am I right? Yeah, yeah. 100,000% different. Okay. I'm actually 1 million percent to go with the check. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for the predictions, which I, I know you, you guys probably have more to talk about before we get there, but don't even give me like, oh, let's run through all these predictions. But I, I just need to know before I go, the 14 predictions I had were based on um, before we had seen this episode, before I even knew, you you had just sort of told me, Rossi, okay, you need to come up with a prediction of 14 people and we need to do this before we watch the next episode. So I just sort of looked at the first season and said, who would be good to bring back? Who still has stories left to tell? Just give me a number out of my 14, how many I was right before I leave. Well, you got 10 out of 14. <laughs> uh, that's not bad. I mean, I figure all of us are going to have a semi-decent number because, you know, there are, what, 22 people, so you can only get eight wrong, so that's not bad. I, I don't even know. Like, I watched the end of the episode. Again, the, the ending caught me so off guard of, uh, you know, it's literally starting right now. We have 14 people in the water that I wasn't even bothered. Look, I think there were one or two where I'm like, oh, okay, I was right about this. So, you know, once once this podcast goes up, you know, I, I can look and see what my exact number was. But it's a great way to kick into the next season. So uh, I, I think that even though I think there are other episodes throughout the, the season I enjoyed more than this and even the finale, I think just the cliffhanger of this is probably the ideal way to get me interested for the next season. And when I had told you, like, hey, you're going to need 14 people for next season, I had no idea how it was decided. Like, I don't know if, Jared, you had, but I was like, I don't remember how they 
say who's going to be on next season. Like, I thought it was just going to be like a situation like in Survivor when they're like, all right, let's look at the past seasons. Who's going to come on All-Stars? Like, mm. it, it, which it was 100% different from how they decided, you know, a regular, like, you you know, reality television in the real world. Like, I had no idea. So, like, I, I wasn't trying to lead. I, I'm glad that I didn't lead you in any way because I had literally no idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll check the numbers and see who's uh, who's number one at the end of this. Because I thought you guys would blow me away just from previous knowledge, but it's good that uh, there was uh, there was no advantage to having seen the season, or at least the, at least in Rossi's case, no advantage to having seen the season. I do have to go though, so I'll let you guys get back to recapping this and uh, make sure to pick up the Total Drama Island Can't Say Sucks T-shirt at tpublic.com/user/ozn. Okay, thanks. Have fun at work. <laughs> Goodbye. Have fun at not work. <laughs> we will. Good job, Cisco. <laughs> He's all we need. Give him his name. Uh, all right, back to where we were. Uh, Justin has a case. Courtney is uh, running around trying to get the case again, and then she runs into the Truman, stall, uh, Truman Show wall and is, like, blocked off from escaping the woods. Little do we know that there was a burger joint minutes away from where they were living, and she, they were starving, chef cooking bad food, and they were there eating burgers at fast food points. <laughs> All alone? Can I take your order? Yes! Yes, you can take my order! We're starving over here! This was such a great moment. Like, I love the, like, the break of the show. Like, there's a camera, obviously, on the wall. It was just one of the highlights of the episode for me was this, like, Courtney reveal. It's so good, and it's, it's, like, so stupid, and it doesn't make sense with, like, the rest of the season and the fact that they're just on some coast and, and they didn't know that this was a small island and then his Ponderosa not on a different island. Like, it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but it is so good, and I love how Courtney gets so angry and the fact that, like, right over the wall is the fast food joint, and then they use, like, I believe it's one of kind of, like, the early, like, prototypes characters as the person ordering the meal. It's just so good. <laughs> the fact that they've been, like, starving and out in the wilderness, but really the, that they've been so close to civilization the entire time is just a classic total drama. And it gets even more total trauma island as, like, Courtney gets hit by the boom mic, which is being uh, held up by an air balloon. And then she hijacks the hot air balloon. <laughs> to go get the money uh, as, like, the cameraman or intern or whatever is, like, forced to, like, bail. It was, hot. It was just, like, escalating to, to, like, this episode had a great um, crescendo effect where it, like, was sort of slow at the beginning. We're, like, getting the relationships. Oh, I'm going to partner up with you and, and everything. And then as soon as the briefcase comes in, it just gets more and more intense and like this is the point where it really amps up like courtney steals the hot air balloon and, you know you got harold on the raft and every it was just like right at this point where it was like really amping up and everything was just getting so exciting and dramatic and it was just really fun to see all these characters sort of have their own way of trying to you know get the money 
Yeah, I think this works so well because it's Courtney who gets the balloon, like the most like driven person who's going to do anything to get the money. Like it had to be either Courtney or Heather who gets the balloon for this to work. Um, and like you say, it's just, it's, it's from like level to level to level. Like it never feels like this episode like steps down. It's like the pace is just getting faster and faster and faster throughout all these crazy changes of the case. And now like there's somebody who's airborne after the case. Like it's, it's ridiculous, but it's, uh, it's just so enjoyable to watch. We also get the most character development in the middle of this. Like, I guess, like, the one tempo change is, like, this moment where Harold is in the raft or the canoe or whatever, and Heather's, like, uh, like alone on the shore, and she's like, I don't like being mean, uh, but I don't want to be not liked by other people or whatever. Uh, very odd. Like, this was the most out-of-place moment, but it worked so well in the weirdest way. Yeah, I love that that there's, like, the hint, too, of, like, in the back of your mind, it's, is Heather, like, being real, or is she just putting this on to get back together working with Harold, and then when Harold does, like, the 60-40 split, you're like, like, is Heather going to honour that anyway? Like, there's still, like, in the back of your mind, the fact that, like, she'll throw Harold over in a second uh, to get that money, but then, like, it... It does make you wonder if this is actually, like, true to character and she is genuinely, like, um, kind of under that tough exterior does wish that she'd kind of made some friends out of the experience. Yeah, like, the the one moment, like, the whole time you're like, is she trying to, like, manipulate her situation or something like that? And then the one real moment from, like, the definitive real moment is, like, Harold says, are we going to be friends after this? And Heather's like, yes. And then she looks at the camera and says, no. (laughs) Classic Heather. And we get more case shuffling as Justin runs into the guys and they're threatening him but it doesn't work and then Cody's like the paparazzi are right there and then they swipe the case then they end up on the cliff uh the second group of people to end up on this cliff again uh then they fall off because the bear is hunting them I don't know what the bear did but Owen thinks it's e-scope like it's just an escalation of crazy things and, and callbacks to their past episodes that we've gotten that are so good as well Many callbacks that I forgot were in this episode as well. Like, we get this with the bear in, in, in the Izzy costume. We also get, like, the, you know, when later on when Eva, Izzy, and Noah dress up as the paintball, you know, deer hunting game mm-hmm. that they did earlier. Like, so many callbacks to things that happened. And it, it was just such a fun reminder of that. Yeah, the fact, too, like, we get, like, um, like, I feel like it annoyed Colin, like, like the typical like storylines and, and repeated jokes but I think like this episode handles them really well uh, it sticks to kind of like the heart of the characters we see growth where we need to um, even like the fact that like we get a rehash of the Katie Sadie like storyline of them ending up like fighting and not being friends anymore and then they become friends again as quickly like as as they weren't friends like it's just, I think it works in this episode because it is, to me, it's like a real celebration of of the season that's been. And I think that's what they intended with the fact that they focus on all the characters uh, in the episode. Yeah, there's like almost like a, like a literal, like a cheeky um, 
literal, like a parody sense to what they're doing with all these callbacks and all these sorts of cliches that they have done throughout the season. Like they really like, I know that uh, he was against Justin or J scope, uh, but like, it's almost done in such a literal parody way. It's almost really enjoyable at this point. Like it's almost so bad. It's good kind of thing. Mm. And then it just gets even more ridiculous as, uh, the group, the guys who are still tied together at this point get caught on the boom mic of Courtney's hot air balloon. And she's like traveling through the forest, trying to knock them off. They eventually get up to there. And then she's like trying to like beat them up to get the case. And, and then everyone's like, Courtney, uh, Cody's trying to make a deal, but no one's having it. Like it's just getting extra crazy. And then the bears on the, the boom mic thing as well. Like meanwhile, you know, Bridget, like, shoves Jeff into a moose, which upsets the other moose. Um, like, it's just getting, like, ridiculous levels of insanity at this point where everyone's in conflict with someone or or, or is fighting with someone else. It's just total chaos at this point. Yeah, you know when, they're, like, they get the animals involved and they become key? Like, let's say it's not even like we have... 20, like, two characters anymore. It's like the number just keeps expanding of, of how many, like, people are getting screen time now. We've got all these animals, and once again, we get a callback to some mother animal getting annoyed that something's happened to the baby animal, like... And the fact that it's Bridget again, who's the animal lover who always causes distress to animals. Uh, finally, Jeff and Bridget have a moment in the episode that's not them making out... Just, just so good. And the fact, yeah, like the fact that the bear gets caught on this boom mic as well, that is somehow managing to hold everybody up, uh, against all the odds is great. And, and the fact that Courtney's basically just trying to like, like if these guys get shaken off, they're basically going to die and like fall to their deaths. But she's so like hung up on that money that she's just willing to do anything to get her hands on that case. Yeah. It was just. Insanity, and then like the, they get to the point where they're like, like they're running away. Like Jeff and Bridget, they're running away, and then at this point, like Katie and Sadie get caught up in the the like thing as well. They finally leave the cave, uh, and then they're caught up in running away, and then like they have to climb the tower that like leads to the Jello below mm-hmm. from like way back uh, to like escape the moose, and, and then like. Duncan's there, but then he gets caught by the, like, the moose. Like, he's running away from the moose. The the, the guys, like, jump on this tower as well, leaving Courtney with the case. But, like, Courtney's there with the bear and, like, in the hot air balloon. Um, and then she eventually has to jump. And then she's on the platform and everyone's fighting for the thing. Uh, meanwhile, Lashana's, like, on the ATV, like, about to run over Heather with it. Uh Duncan's like running into the the food cabin to the mess hall and then running out with the deer head to scare the moose or whatever. Uh, and then like at this point, like Lindsay's coming out of the bathroom and then the case just lands there and she's like, I'm going to be the queen of France or whatever she says. And then at this point, like Justin's in a, an airplane uh, and then we like cut to Chris saying how did he get that and Christian has the photo of Justin like just so good and then Justin jumps out of the plane like asks Lindsay for the case she gives it to him like Noah and Eva throw like chum on him 
and he's like got the bucket on his head and Izzy runs and takes the case but she trips and then a lot of like Trent, Gwen, Lindsay, Beth run after the case uh, the the Duncan and the Moose are after the case as well uh, then the platform on which this the, the like the, everyone is standing on brakes uh, it like they fall down some of the people land in jello. Others are on this sliding platform that moves along toward the water. Um, Justin's wandering around with a bucket on his head and then gets caught in the moose tracks and is pulled along with everyone else who's running toward the case. And this meanwhile, he- uh, meanwhile, Heather and Harold are getting out of the water, uh, but only to get collided into by everyone who's like running toward the dock, trying to get the case or like, pulled toward the dock by some force and they all land in the water and then the case in the water and the shark eats the case the bird laughs with the thing around its neck and then gets eaten by a shark and then that's the conclusion to the race like how crazy I encourage everyone who hasn't watched this to watch this like because I'm only doing a quick commentating on it like it's so much better when you see all the events take place it uh True chaos. It's just so good. All the moments, too, of, like, the planning and, then like, Justin being able to pull his same trick again and then that trio of Izzy, Nora, and Eva finally being able to thwart him by just sticking a bucket over his head. And I love the throwback to the diving board. Um... It's just, it's so comical seeing all, like, so many people standing on top fighting over the case, and you just know that it's going to break at any second. And then, like, it's just this really kind of arbitrary way, a weird way of, like, some people fall into the jello, other people are still on the board, some people are coming out of the water. Like, the fact that we just end up with this random assortment of of players in uh, the lake who then get to play the next season. It's just such a chaotic and exciting way to end the episode. It's like a very total drama like island or total drama move to make where it's like unexplained. Like the cast for next season is literal by chance. Like it's, it could have been 20 if, you know, mm. other people were dragged along with it. Like if someone else fell on the platform instead of the jello, you know, we could have had Cody next season, you know, it could have been so different based on like the events and it, and it makes sense too. It's not like I'm like questioning, like, why are these people? It makes sense. They were all right there on the dock with the money, but they, none of them had their hand on it. Like it was, it's just, it worked so well. And then obviously we get outraged from some of the people or not outraged from some, like Courtney's outraged that she's not on it. Katie and Sadie are like, I'm so excited for a second season. But we're not on it. It's okay. We'll be together. And it's just like all of these characters and and their culmination. I like get this moment. It was just it's it's a nice it's a really nice wrap up that like la- like the last episode didn't do. It's just yeah. I it is like you say. It's just the perfect ending. And somehow throughout the chaos, it does all make sense. And I love the fact that we have. Uh, the like certain players on the dock who didn't make it being like happy that they're not having to go through everything again and the people who who made it onto the season like complaining that they have to go through it again and and Chris once again with like the yeah. fine print like you can do anything we make you do you you've signed up for a second season it's just such a nice way to 
uh, wrap up Total Drama Island and transition into Total Drama Action. I just love the, the bit at the end when, like, he introduces the second season is just exactly what's needed, and it's it's just such a good moment. This episode was a, a gift, like uh, an mm-hmm. unexpected gift that I didn't know. I didn't know it was this good. I didn't know how the end was decided. Like I told Colin, I was like, I didn't remember how this was decided that like these fourteen would be back, but it couldn't. Like I don't think they could have picked a, a better way of doing it. It was just so chaotic, so unexpected, and, and, and such a, a twist on, on like an all star season. Like that, they just decide randomly who's going to be on. Mm. Like it's a, a random a call of who's going to be on next season. Like it wasn't done. Like oh, this relationship. It wasn't like a survivor reference here. But like it wasn't like a oh, Francesca and Philip have bad blood. Let's put them on the season together. Like it was like these random people just showed up here. We're going to put them on. Yeah. The the more I think about it, like the better it is. Like, there's nothing that I don't like about this episode. Even Owen is tolerable uh, throughout. And just, um, yeah, from, like, all the chaotic big moments, but just even to, like, the tiny things. Katie and Sadie in the cave with the uh, magic square. I don't know. I call it a chatterbox. But, like, them doing that and the fact that, like, it that's exactly how they are. Like, just depending on, like, what you pick, you just get the answer you want. And, and that fact that that's something that big causes an argument. All the throwbacks are amazing. Um, Lindsay at the start of the episode when Heather asks for an alliance and she says, sorry, Hannah, uh, another <laughs> botched name to add to her list. Yeah, everything about this is 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 great. Like, if you're going to recommend an episode of, of Total Drama Island to somebody, I mean, they're not going to understand what's happening if they haven't seen anything else. But still, I'd be like, this, this is the episode to watch. <laughs> yeah, other than the fact that you get the winner announced this episode, mm. it's a great standalone. <laughs> Just skip uh, past that bit and it'll be fine. Yeah. Just show them from, from when they all start going for the money. Uh, let's Before we get into our predictions, let's rate the episode. I think you, I know what you're going to do, but what are you going to do? Uh, this is this is the buy. It's the easiest decision of the whole season. Um, I'd buy it multiple times if I could. <laughs> all right, let's do it. Two buys. Okay, uh, we got that out of the way. All right, our preseason predictions. Or not preseason. Our... Um, Pre-final episode predictions uh, for you, Colin and I, or you, C Scope and I. We did our cast predictions for Total Drama Action. Despite the fact that you and I have seen some episodes of Total Drama Action, but our memory of it is 100. Mm-hmm. So we decided to do this anyway. And seeing Colin do it for the first time was a fun twist. So. And the fact that it was almost impossible to find out how many people are on the cast for next season without <laughs> spoiling it. I still have no idea how many people are actually playing. Well, we're going to go off the official 14 that were in the water. So quickly to run through who was in the water, just in case people listening aren't aware. It was Justin, Duncan, Gwen, Izzy, slash Escope, Heather, Harold, Lashana, Jeff, Bridget, Owen, Lindsay, Beth, Trent and DJ. So those are the four that were in the water that Chris announced as the official cast for Total Drama Action. So that's where we're going to go off of any late additions or or new arrivals or new players or whatever that come in aren't going to be factored into this decision or any sort of instances where someone's voted out and comes back in. We're not going to count that. We're just going to count the official ones in this episode. So should we go to Colin's list first? Sure. 
All right. So Colin sent me his list. He said, I said that already he had 10 correct. Uh, so on his list, he had Gwen, Owen, Heather, Duncan, Lindsay, Jeff, Beth, Courtney, Lashana, Harold, Ezekiel, Izzy, Katie, and Sadie. Uh, so I said he had 10 correct. He missed the mark on Courtney, Ezekiel, Katie, and Sadie. So not too bad for someone who just went off of nothing to have predicted 10 out of the 14. So do you want to go next or should I do my list? I'm happy to go next. Wait, <laughs> let me. I have the list, but then I don't have who actually uh, gets on. So I'm just going to read out who I uh, read uh, the whole list, and then we'll 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 yeah. do the math. So I had uh, Beth, Bridget, Courtney, DJ, Duncan, Jeff, Gwen, Harold, Heather, Izzy, Lashawna, Lindsay, Owen, and Trent. So it seems like you only got one wrong, which was Courtney. Looks like it, yeah. Yeah, because you didn't say Justin. No. So you got 13 out of the 14, if I did the math correctly on that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're winning. Let's see if I can get all 14. I didn't get all 14. Uh, my predictions were Beth, Lindsay, Gwen, Trent, Heather, Justin, Courtney, Duncan, Jeff, Bridget, Lashana. Harold, TJ, and Izzy. So I think I also got uh, 13 out of the 14 with my prediction of not counting Owen. (laughs) (laughs) If only. (laughs) So we tied. We both got 13 correct. We both predicted Courtney. Um, We just missed one of the guys that were going to be on the season as well. It's so... It's just... It's so weird to not have... Um, Courtney in the initial um, cast of the season. Well, she didn't fall in the water with everyone else. No. <laughs> she needed to be on that diving board properly. She. This is one of the instances where it's like clearly done where like if it was like a real reality television show in our in our world, like she would 100% be on All Stars, you know that? Mm-hmm. But like in this total drama island way of doing it, like she's not by pure chance. And, and yeah, like that's what like, makes it extra exciting. Yeah, I feel it, like if this was actually like uh, an official all-star season, I think like a lot of like these choices are expected. But then, yeah, Courtney's a big um, omission. Uh, the, the fact that uh, Beth is on the season um could be an odd choice if you were just casting based on uh, the events of Total Drama Island. Yeah, to me, like, they're, like, the two who you would, like, obviously, obviously switch. Yeah, it's just, it's just exciting, and this just makes it really interesting for Total Drama shows. that so They just, like, do these random things that sometimes work, sometimes don't, but it is fun nonetheless. Um are you excited now having seen this episode for next season? I'm really excited. I feel like I remember so much more of Total Drama Island and to a certain extent Total Drama World Tour. I think Total Drama Island because it's like it's the first thing that gets you involved in the franchise and then Total Drama World Tour is probably uh, after the end of it is when I really like dropped off watching like the reboots and 
and what, everything else that ha- that happened after that. Um, so it's like they've both got their reasons to to be kind of clearer in my mind and like total drama action. The fact that it's like in the middle of those two, I don't remember a whole heap. Um, so I'm excited to, to rediscover what happens. Um, and I think it's it's such a it's such a cool theme. Um, and a good way to move away from the first season. It's really weird, like, looking back that they only cast um, 14 people, but I think it is that that fun element of not everyone's going to make it onto the season. I think, personally, too, I would have loved to have, like, one of Katie and Sadie make the cast. We've talked in the past about, like, I mean, they're amazing together, um, but, like, it would be nice for them to have a chance to kind of shine individually. But yeah, super excited. Um, yeah, just because I don't remember a heap of it, which is which is going to be great. It's going to feel like a first watch all over again, mm. which makes it extra exciting. Um, but yeah, that that's it. Like I feel like we talked a lot about the episode. We did our predictions. Uh, next episode, we're going to talk about our kind of a recap of the whole season and everything that we've watched so far to close out this uh, official season of total drama coverage here on the show uh, and the Oz network. But yeah, next in a few weeks, we'll be finally covering total drama action, a new show. We have to get, we have to get uh Colin C soaps prediction for winter mm-hmm. as well, since he knows who's on the cast uh, and we can get it before he watches the first episode. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I'm excited to get on with this show. Uh, this definitely was a the best note to end on for the the episode coverage here. Yeah. And Jared, the staple of the Total Drama franchise, great to have you again. It's always good to talk Total Drama. Um, yeah, glad that I could cover every episode of the season. I feel like I've definitely uh, made it to the lake with the briefcase to come back. Uh, uh, and you're on. You're on action. Total drum action, which 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 will be really fun. I don't know if Colin's quite made it. I think he's maybe the Courtney of this. The Courtney, he's just yeah. out, like could have made it, but just out. Yeah, and and uh, I'll be Chris, uh, so that I'll definitely be on next season. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's it. We will see you next time for our special recap episode. Thanks for downloading this episode from the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as find out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at the oznetwork.net. Thanks once again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time.